0: You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 60 896 Or visit horseandhound.com.au. Report for duty
1: behind them from divisive. Then came Carl's room from Wellback. are fake getting home. Third quarter 27 5. Safari led Smoking Up. Blacks are fake and Devicey are coming. Report for Judy gets the run. Out wide Devicey. Blacks are fake after Smoking Up. Blacks are fake out wide going to Smoking Up. Blacks are fake smoking up. Report for Judy. They hit it. Blacks are fake. Might have wanted a nose. I am Sam in front, change over power of Tara. Here's Mr. Feelgood, the American. Report for Judy getting through. I am Sam, Mr. Feelgood going to it. Mr. Feelgood, the outside, going home best. And Mr. Feelgood won it. Mr. Feelgood won the big 600 Cup.
0: A couple of Queenslanders there in this race previously, the Hunter Cup. There's been some amazing winners of this race. Chris Barsby is with us. How are you, Chris? Steve, I'm well. Good morning to you.
2: Good morning, everyone. Uh, first stage back in 1949, but I think it's fair to say the Hunter Cup became its well what it is today back in the early 90s. Uh, they transformed it to the to the sand start, and uh, the Kiwis took over for a period of time there. And, and you look at the honour roll, and it's outstanding. So there's been some great champions. Another great name is going to be added tomorrow night. Will it be another Kiwi? Copy that. We'll talk more about that in just a moment, but there's some wonderful memories of Hunter Cup races of years gone by.
0: Absolutely, Mr. Fieldgood. Just remind me—they met, of course he did come from the States. Can you just remind me of the story with him? Yeah, Mr. Fieldgood was
2: purchased by uh, Kevin Seymour and uh, Peter O'Shea from North America. Very well-credentialed racing in North America. Won a Little Brown Jug, so he was a true established star in North America. He was then purchased for a hefty sum. He was brought down under and he was immediately placed in the care of Tim and Anthony, but took all before him, mainly in Australia. Didn't have a great deal of success in New Zealand. So whether he just didn't adapt to the New Zealand style, but on Aussie soil, he won a stack of feature races, including the Hunter Cup of 2009. Later that same year, he won the Inter-Dominion on the Gold Coast at Parkland. So. And then, not long after, he was transferred to the McCarthy's and he ended his career with John and Luke McCarthy before standing at stud. So, he's been a remarkable horse on both sides of the globe.
0: Mm, of course, last year it was Lochinvar Art winning this race and we get to see him in America. Chris, we, do we know what, roughly what time that'll be on Sunday morning out time, the Meadowlands?
2: Uh, it, probably, I'd say, at a guess, if it's hard to predict what their time's over there. I, I would say mid morning, so probably around 10, 11 o'clock. But don't. Take me for granted on that. Uh, You would need to check your uh, your tab website just to be sure. But they do run at some odd times uh, just with the way they stage their races over there.
1: All right. Well, Sugar and Spice are ready. Okay. Darren Clayton, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Steve, how are we today?
2: Very well. Best memory of a Hunter Cup?
1: Uh, Probably two. Uh, the first one, uh, Blossom Lady, 95, I think, where she just held out uh, Master Musician. Uh, he yeah, was off, th- off 30 metres that day. Um, that was the second one. That was a mighty race. And the other one, Blackie, it's hard to forget him coming off 30 at Mooney Valley. And uh, I was just having a look at that race there in the last few days and, and following it up. Um, and just put a question out just before I wonder how close Carl Shrew would have got In Blackie's Hunter Cup If, if the gap hadn't closed on him He was rattling home But mighty effort Blacks a fake Off wide off the track
2: Yeah, absolutely Ryan Spice, good morning
0: Morning boys, morning listeners Your best memory of a Hunter Cup? Uh, probably my favourite is definitely uh, Blacks are fake Winning off 30 That's uh, in 2008 but I certainly have fond memories of 2007 and Sting Like a Bee getting the business done. Uh, it was a big quality result that day. You got the honey. Okay. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> uh,
2: there you go. Well, this is going to be a fascinating race, and let's get straight into it. This is the Group One Grand Circuit feature of the week and half a million dollars up for grabs. Spirit of St Louis, 550 out from 5 Torrent St, 126 after opening at 50. I cast no shadow. 41 out from 26. He's the reigning into the minion champ. Honolulu Bay, 550 in from 750. 8, 61 out from 51. Copy that. 3.30 after opening at 2.25. Mac Dan, 41 in from 51. Hurricane Harley, 7 in from 9. Expensive Ego, 9.50 out from 750. Rock and Roll Do, 18 out from 10. in the Emergency, 41. Major Meister, 17 into 14 he's now 15 and old town road nine in from 14. ryan i'll I'll ask you this question copy that the favourite but that's a fairly alarming drift 330 out from 225
0: what do we read into that well chris i think the drift is there because of all the talk of potentially spirit of st louis holding the front um you could have only have taken that short two dollar quote about copy that if he was going to be rolling to the top so Let's pray for the sake of the race that copy that is just not waved on by and Spirit of St Louis punches through, leads, runs along and then we'll have a great race.
2: So does that explain why there's been some interest in Hurricane Harley who's drawn directly behind Spirit of St Louis? He's turned 2.7 in from nine. So is that, is that a, just a,
0: a basic play of leader behind leader? Yeah, I think so, Chris. And As we know with these long trip uh, Grand Circuit races, the pegs are paved with gold. So, yeah, Hurricane Harley maps either leaders back or three pegs at worst, and he looks like a super place bet to my eye. Okay. So let's go back to the Ballarat Cup two weeks ago.
2: Copy that was able to find the front, dictate terms, and run out a convincing winner.
0: Surely it's not going to be a carbon copy tomorrow night. Geez, let's hope not. Um, It was a pretty boring affair there at Ballarat Cup. And we've seen Copy that just sort of bounce in front in the two New Zealand Cups and then gifted the front last week. So. Yeah, let's hope we have a real race this time and it's every man for themselves. And Copy That is made to earn his victory. So
2: how do you see it then? How do you map it? Do you think they will lead on
0: the skirt of St Louis? Do you think Copy That will find the front at some stage? How do you sort of map it? I think Louis can do enough to punch through and lead. I'm sure Copy That will come out in neutral but work forward and have a bite for the front. I'm hoping Jack Cal holds up, says no, and then I assume Copy That will restrain and look for cover.
1: Okay, Darren, what are your thoughts on the Hunter Cup? Yeah, it's really tricky how it all works out I think with no doubt Spirit of St. Louis holding all the aces from that gate. I think the biggest concern though with him is I just have perhaps a few question marks on him being able to lead throughout over the the longer trip over the 2700 because at some point uh, something's going to come around and be having a, a good old look and Depending on which that horse that is, I think his best pattern, Spirit of St. Louis, would be to to come off a off a helmet. But that said, he um, you know he's won plenty of races in front, but certainly makes it an interesting affair. I thought um, I thought Honolulu Bay probably a little bit under the odds. I thought, despite where he is, I don't think he's a horse. I think um, you know the longer trip might just be a little bit of a concern. He wasn't beaten far in the Inter-Dominion final um, but we saw how strongly he hit the line in the Ballarat Cup and that was from a long way back and held up a little bit so if he's sort of saved for one run um, that would be his, his preferred option I thought but uh, it's an intriguing race and there's plenty of different scenarios that can, can take place regardless of where they all position in the run.
2: Let me ask you this question. Copy that. Does he need to win this race tomorrow night to solidify himself as the number one open class horse? Yeah, New Zealand Cup winner, so he's clearly got that title over there in New Zealand. But does he need to win this race tomorrow night to, to solidify that the number one overall ranking?
1: I think if he did, if he did win, he would take it. It's it's one of those things we we haven't had a real standout horse um, per se in the in the open ranks so um, I, I don't th- i think if he wins it he probably still um, you know there's probably still be some questions around it because um, you know is he the complete package'd be a horse that you know how would he how would he go in a miracle mile like those sorts of questions but um, he's certainly going to put his name right up there and um, he'll be the one that we're all talking about that's for sure
2: Okay, unlikely to go to the Miracle Mile. Merv Butterworth explained that yesterday. Ryan, what about expensive ego? He just doesn't seem to fire in Victoria. Um, first of all, are you surprised that they're, you know, having a shot at the Hunter Cup given that the Miracle Mile is fast approaching? And he's got such a great record in Sydney. So, are you surprised they're heading down the highway to tackle this race? Or is it just simply half a million dollars too good to, to give up that opportunity?
0: Yeah, I think, Chris, that um, there's a bit of both there with what you're saying. I think the half a million dollars is you know, too hard to ignore. But he's a horse that has been hanging on the bottom turn quite significantly at that Melton track. So the fact that they've put a pole on him and they've been really happy with him at home, if he can navigate that bottom turn uh, much more tractably, I think uh, they've pulled the right rein and, and taken him where he needs to go. Is he a legitimate winning hopie? Yeah, absolutely, I think he is. He's a high-class horse. I would like to see them, you know, drive him not so tough at some point, and this probably gives them the perfect opportunity to do that. They've probably got two choices. They can either sneak to three pegs and let Louie run along, or they can just sit back, come a fun run wide on the track and see how he goes. But three wide to the breed, you know, it'd be, it'd be good to see them do something different.
2: Okay, uh, Darren mentioned Honolulu Bay. He thinks, in his opinion, a little unders. He had the flashing light on him coming out of that Ballarat Cup. His run was
0: enormous there. How do you rate him Honolulu Bay? Yeah, I think he should be equal elect going into this race. That Ballarat Cup race was, the performance was excellent. He was five pegs and he's made up six or seven lengths in the home straight. I think he's a clear winning hope. And if he maps 1-1 one, one or 1-2, one, uh, they're going to know he's right there in the finish.
2: Is there any chance that he can find the lead tomorrow night?
0: I don't think so. OK. All right. So what
2: are you tipping in the Hunter Cup tomorrow night? Who have you got on top?
0: Uh, Chris, I'm happy to have a little one by 4 uh, play on Hurricane Harley. We just know he's going to be peg line and he's come back really well for the Stewart camp after his WA campaign. So that's the way I'm looking at it.
2: Okay. Hurricane Harley for you. Nathan Jack takes the drive. Darren, which way are you going?
1: Yeah, I'm not really uh, enthused by anything overly to, to from a wagering perspective, Chris. So um, I do think rock and roll do a horse that, geez, he's enigmatic. If he's... A, Anywhere near his best, he can certainly turn it round. So, um, I'll just be having a little bit of a, a a look and interest more at him on where he is now and the fact that uh, Anthony Butt takes the drive and just the the Hunter Cup history that Anthony Butt brings to the race. But yeah, nothing really enthuses me from a from a wagering perspective in that race. Okay,
2: uh, the race prior to the Hunter Cup is the Pure Steel. The favourite is Cram, and who's the emergency for the Hunter Cup? 310 after opening 260. There's been a move here, Kowalski analysis. He's 440 in from 950. Serge Blanco's been easy. Uh, We go down to AG's White Sox. Four in from 450. Max Delight 650
0: out from 480.
2: Who takes the pure steel, Ryan?
0: Uh, Chris, I think you can throw a blanket over five of them in the form of Serge Blanco, Kowalski, Cranbourne, and the bottom two high-class horses. Yeah, I found a very difficult race to assess. And uh, I couldn't come out with a clear standout. OK, tough one there. The Ladyship Cup.
2: This is all important with the big mares feature coming up in Sydney. And we've got a clear favourite here, Tough Tilly. $1.35, just out marginally after opening at $1.33. Uh, as far as dangers are concerned, Amore Vita, 4 dollars She went up at nine fifty, And then we're looking at double figure odds. So Tough Tilly with the good draw. Ryan, does she just lead and win?
0: Uh, I expect so, Chris. Um, she's a man with really good gate speed. There is a, a few flies from out wide. We know Tay-Tay gets out well, but especially the horse in Barrier Seven, Celestial Fragrance. Um, I think Tough Tilly does lead and win, but the third dollar thirty-five is uh, not appealing.
2: Okay. Race four, the Mercury Final. This is over twelve hundred metres, and the clear favourite here is Catch Away. And uh, they haven't been afraid, punters, to step in here. Went up at one eighty-five when markets first went up now trading at one fifty-five, Ryan, I'll ask you the question. I got the thoughts of Darren earlier in the week. Did he deserve a start in the
0: the Hunter Cup? Uh, No, he didn't. But I can understand the argument from a marketing perspective to put him in. Um, But no, on performances alone so far, he wasn't a worthy inclusion. Does he win this race tomorrow night? Yeah, I think he does. I'm pretty keen. Um, The only way he gets beat, I think, is if he's stuck three wide the trip. Um, none of these horses could be entertained to win, you know, a high-class free-for-all or be mentioned in the breath of making a hunter cup field. So yeah, I'm pretty keen. Catch a wave. We'll take care of them in this Mercury Five Eighty final. Okay. And the four-year-old Bonanza, which is race three tomorrow night.
2: Speaking of short odds, Captain Ravishing opened to dollar twenty-two, now trading at one fifteen. Invitation only. First up from New Zealand, Jason Grimson prepares seven out from five. So. No real uh, support there for the Kiwi first up. Captain Ravishing, does he just take this race and uh, force his way into the other chariots of fire?
0: Yeah, sure does, Chris. He'll win by space. Uh, very exciting horse. He does remind me of um, Christian Cullen. I think uh, I can't wait to see him go around again. And I'm pretty keen that he'll take care of the field here, go on, win the chariots, and then... Uh, be very hard to beat the Miracle Mile, so yeah, looking forward to seeing him come back. Well, there's a statement, Darren.
2: Reminds Ryan of Christian Cullen, so he should just absolutely belt these rivals tomorrow night.
1: You'd expect so after that uh, Christian Cullen's Miracle Mile win, still one of the greatest wins I've seen on a racetrack. I think it was just the arrogance he displayed in that win, but uh, he's a good horse, Captain Ravishing. Well, um, I'll ask you this, Chris. Um, do we see Racing Queensland get on the front foot in the next couple of days? Um, leap to fame, obviously just been named the Australian three-year-old of the year um, and Captain Ravishing going around in that four-year-old bonanza. Do we get a Rising Sun invite out of the way nice and early?
2: I think they have to. It's a no-brainer. If, if they're wanting to promote the sport, promote the carnival, They've got to get these two guys together again. Uh, Steve is probably the biggest uh, advocate for this, uh, as far as a, uh, a a talking point is concerned. Um, he, he wants to see this clash. So, and he he's you know without putting him into a bit of a keyhole situation, but he's a, a galloping person. He loves watching Captain Ravishing. He knows that Leap the Fame has beaten Captain Ravishing more times than they've they've clashed. So the the school in his favour of, of Leap the Fame, but. This has got to happen. This clash, and if you could make this happen on the home soil of Leap the Fame, whether they accept, who knows? But uh, I think they've just got to be on the front foot and get that invitation, if issued, ASAP.
1: Yeah, agree wholeheartedly. I think um, if if we both know that they've both horses have got invites, nice and early, campaigns can be mapped well and truly in advance, and we can see that happen. And I can um, I can get into training for my match race against uh, one of the Victorian counterparts
2: this question just as a follow on so if Leap to Fame and Captain Ravishing are the two four-year-old invitees for the rising sun if you aren't a really good three-year-old and you were likely to go up against these guys would you want to accept your invitation Uh, it
1: that's probably the one thing that that throws a spanner in the works because even though you're getting that gate advantage here, it's a big step up, and we saw the two-year-olds that um, w- that we have seen from last season um, that are coming three, so um, they'd want to show a, probably a fair bit of improvement to be wanting to clash against those two guys. So it's a it's makes it a very sticky situation, but uh, I, mm. I think for the good of the race, I think we need to get those. Um, those invites out early but you know we'll see what happens
2: Ryan I'll put it to you this way if you owned a star three year old this year and you know you issued an invitation for the rising sun and you knew that Lead to Fame and Captain Ravishing were both invited and accepted would you want to start?
0: And was given an invite you've got that barrier draw advantage I wouldn't be running from the fight that's for sure okay
2: well, speaking of the chariots, we've got the first qualifier coming through from Sydney tomorrow night at an It's race six, the Hondo Grattan. And the clear favourite here is the Kiwi Republican Party. Open 165. He still remains at 165. So he's been rock solid all the way through. Carter delgetty will take the drive. Blair Orange, the regular driver, committed to copy that in the Hunter Cup. So it's a huge opportunity here for Carter. Uh, Mahomes at $6. Uh, Mr Ibithra at 5 50 uh, seven fifty for ripout from seven and then we're looking at my ultimate Ronnie thirteen dollars. Republican Party, Ryan, what are the
0: expectations here? Chris it's probably one of the runners I found hardest to line up over the weekend. Um, he's got a very good reputation coming out of New Zealand, but certainly Akuda has had his measure the majority of times. I think the dollar sixty five is uh probably rock bottom. I think maybe he'll jump around the dollar eighty mark and we'll get a good guide as to where this horse sits versus Captain Ravishing Through Rip, I feel. Okay, Darren, this is a really important race for a number of reasons, but w-
2: would you be entertained at the 165 Republican Party?
1: Uh, not at his first look at Menangle, Chris. I think, um, you know, and the, the fact that um, under the, the conditions, um, getting into the Chariots of Fire, does he only have to run top four, is it? Yeah. In- yeah, so I think um, I think that would just sort of be a little bit of a factor in my mind of playing that short. The fact that um, you know his main goal w- would be the chariots of fire, so. Um, qualifying is the main thing be interesting to see how Tim's a trooper goes for Grant Dixon, he's there and the other one um, Rip, the, the half-brother of sure thing captain, um, he lines up first up since the Breeders' Crown final for uh, Doug and, and Bernie Hewitt so be interesting to see how he's come back as a four-year-old after a little bit of a spell
2: Okay, what's well, it's a good race here, the uh, the Hondo Grattan. Next week, we've got the Paleface Adios, which is the final qualifier for the Chariots of Fire. The free-for-all, the open-class event, uh, is the race uh, preceding the uh, the, the Hondo Grattan. And this is an interesting race. Where you've been bopping, 290 out from 250. Favourite, but there's been a good move for the Kiwi, BD Joe. 320 after opening at 440. Uh, we go down to Elder Guy, the stable mate of BD Joe. He's just a little easy five out from 440 and then we're going out to uh, cash and flow nine in from 10 jok 10 out from eight ryan who takes
0: the open tomorrow night in sydney um chris i think bd joe is your most likely winner he is a high class kiwi with a great record um but again we've got these two new zealand horses coming here for their first look at menangal um so you know you'd always want to see a horse have their first start there and see them go well He's um, not going to be waved on by. I'm pretty sure where you've been bopping will be leading, holding, and trying to stomp out a, a big mile, considering the miracle mile qualifiers are just around the corner. So yeah, another race for the popcorn.
2: Okay, uh, Darren, your thoughts on the free for all?
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting what BD Joe can bring um, off the back of that that move. Um, Telf was bringing over a, a sort of a travelling team, so. Um, you know, he's been sort of just below the the better ones over in New Zealand. Um, like Ryan said, I think that where he positions in the run's probably going to be a big query at his first look at, at Menangle, so provided he doesn't get lost on that big track. Keen to see what Cash and Flow can do second up. Um, he was a first up winner at Bathurst. Um, they took him out west to, and, and sort of got that win and we know how good he is when he's at his best over the Menangle mile, so um, that's one and Uh, Yeah, so I'm not really keen on on anything there, but just be watching what BD Joe can do with those upcoming qualifiers.
2: Okay, We've got a good race coming through tonight from Newcastle. It's the Newcastle Cup, the Newcastle Mile fast approaching. Uh, Winner of that race guaranteed a start in the Miracle Mile. Too fast, too serious, open favourite tonight. This is race five. He went up at 290. He's been very easy. He's now 340. Zeus Bromac, 380 out from 320. The Market movers here. Pete said so now the new favorite 320 into 280 and Tasty Delight open nine dollars. He's now trading at 460. Ryan, any thoughts on the Newcastle Cup tonight?
0: Uh, Chris, just a race I'm keen to watch. Nice field, Tasty Delight taking on the big boys for the first time. Seuss Bromac looks really well placed off his what he did in his inter Dominion campaign. Um, Pete said so, Barrier 11 hasn't been too kind, so yeah, hard race to line up, but certainly one full of intrigue. Okay, Darren any thoughts
1: on that feature tonight? Yeah, I was actually pretty keen on Pete said so, Chris. Um, I think with Tasty Delight drawn wide off the track over the 2500 we know um, how how hard he gets driven over the mile and um, you then got Zeus Bromac who's drawn inside the second line, of course Newcastle with no um, passing lane that uh, that sort of steered me right into Pete said so he was a a winner last start at Menangle in sub 50 Um, he performed really well through the interdom I thought really stepped up to the mark and then um, he was runner up from a long way back in the Shirley Turnbull Memorial at Bathurst on boxing night so I'm pretty keen Pete said so in that race tonight
2: all right, Pete said so for Darren tonight. And, and, Ryan, I'll just get your thoughts on the Great Southern Star. We've got the two heats as races, three and four tonight. The final will be race nine uh, on the same program. So it, it's a, a a tough ask for uh, horses and drivers. But just looking at the, the heats tonight, heat one, we've got a, a race in two according to the market, Queen Elida. Uh, she's uh, the favourite at 195. Open 175, touched $2, back at 195. Just believe 280 in from 390. And then in race four, which is heat two, the favourite here is the Kiwi Majestic Man, $3 into 210. And Majestuoso, he's 480 out from 330. So, any thoughts on the Great Southern Star?
0: Um, my thought is in the first heat, Queen Alita looks short enough from that wide barrier six draw over the mile. Um, but I can't really give you a push for anything else. Um, I think Chinese Whisper and Plymouth Chubb and Sleepy were all going to push out really hard. Um, so I can't entertain taking the Dilla 95 there, but really keen in the second heat that majestic man will lead and get the job done. Um, he was super last week as Darren found him, and I can't see why he can't roll into the van and take care of him. OK. Darren, any thoughts on the Great Southern Star?
1: Yeah, I thought um, Chinese Whisper from from the gate in that first heat certainly gets an opportunity, really gets the the chance to step up now, Um, sort of been through some of the free-for-alls that um, probably didn't really step up in the Inter-Dominion, but starting to get back in, and from the gate gets opportunity, just believe, um, sort of looks hard done by from inside the second line, so I guess their main play will be trying to get through to that final for the Inter-Dominion champion, and then that second heat, Majestic Man, I think he can do it again. He did it for us last week. Um, it's, he can go again and then the final, obviously depending on, on where they all position with their times in the heats. Um, I certainly think it's a race that Majestic Man can win if he gets through.
2: OK, so some great racing coming up uh, south of the border tonight, tomorrow night, but we've also got a really good card locally at albion park tomorrow night nine races and i've got to stress races have been pushed back due to the uh, extreme heat forecast so the, the gallops are going a little bit later therefore we're going to start later so six twelve, the new start time of the first the last race nine which is a really good trot now at 10 15 so hopefully there's there's coverage all the way through uh for this meeting to uh tomorrow night uh race four guys this is a, a very intriguing race and a market is up with tab as well this is the open Tommy Lincoln opened favorite here, 280, Black Sedans at $3, Northview Hustler, 340. The market now, Black Sedans, 165, Tommy Lincoln, 370, and Northview Hustler, 460. Darren, first crack here. Were you surprised that Black Sedans didn't go up favorite?
1: Oh, the quick and the dead, Chris. I was, the fact that the $3 went up and I didn't even see it, and then the, all of a sudden he, he's tumbled in, so, um, yeah I thought he probably should have st- opened in in red figures I think he's just he's too good tomorrow night um, th- the biggest thing with some of these opens where we're having divided conditions as horses getting through that you know um, they're getting their opportunity but they're not they're not free-for-all performers to be fair and um, so Tommy Lincoln gets out in gate six so he's he's got an ask there but Quite a few horses to his inside that uh, he probably gets across, but um, I think Black's a Dance has shown time and again that uh, he can handle Tommy Lincoln pretty well. And the fact that he handled uh, Turn It Up last time, 54 um, 4 coming home, so uh, I'm really keen Black's a Dance. I think, um, you know, he's he just wins that race tomorrow night.
2: Ryan, tell me you got the $3. Uh, I did. Going to say, quick and the dead. You're the quick. So, uh, w- were you stunned when you saw that price?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's just one of those market errors. Um, I can understand why perhaps the market maker took the horse on from an outside back row perspective. But uh, as we've seen, this horse is—he's a beast. Peter put him into the race, and I can't see anyone saying no when he comes knocking. So I've marked him a dollar fifty, and he looks a good thing. Okay, let me ask this question, and whoever gets in
2: first here, yeah. is he a very good chance of finding top here? Blacks-A-Dance, despite the
1: draw. Well, I missed the price. I won't miss this question. Then, uh, yeah, I think he pushes on to the front. Even if he sits parked, I think he's too strong. Um, but like Ryan said, I don't think you'd want to knock him back because if you if he sits outside you, you're going to have a headache by the end of the race. That's for sure.
2: Mm. This looks like he'll just boss and bully his way probably to the top, in my opinion. So uh, he's easily the horse to beat. A couple of other really good races tomorrow night. I know we've got a race pressing, but race two tomorrow night, this is a good uh, money race uh, for the the qualifying performers. But uh, this is deep race two, uh, Darren. You go first here. How did you see it and which way are you going on top?
1: Yeah, I've got Dazzle Me on top purely off the gate. I thought he was good last week um, sitting on Teddy Disco and gave Teddy Disco a little bit of a fright. Um, I think he gets the chance, he's good off the gate himself I think he can let high voltage go to the front And he'll know that uh, he's going to get a, a, a good, good tempo And then I think he can get high voltage in the stretch um, Dazzle Me has been really good since he's joined Wayne Graham And um, Barry Lou, the owner of Dazzle Me, turned 70 in the week So it could be happy 70th, Barry Okay, Ryan, right. have you got any early
2: thoughts on race 2?
0: Uh, Not really, Chris. I see it the same as Darren. I think Dazzle Me can take that sit on High Voltage, who we know will bowl along and Three Rivers will park out. So, yeah, Dazzle Me looks, if they go up a price, he looks a clear winning hope.
2: Okay, let me ask this question. Race six tomorrow night. Good clash here. Free Thinker, Apollo Dreams, Apollo Dreams unbeaten. Who have you got on top, Ryan? Uh,
0: Tricky race. Tricky, tricky. Uh, I found it hard to split Free Thinker and Apollo Dreams. But perhaps with Apollo Dreams destined to sit parked and girl from Rosedale, uh, I expect to be the leader. Um, yeah, tricky. I'm not sure, Chris. Chaminet is an interesting runner, bad barrier, but he's clearly uh, the class performer. So I'm going to stay out, mate. Okay. Darren, your thoughts on that race? Race six?
1: Yeah, I think if Apollo Dreams sits parked outside Girl from Rosedale, I think he can he can win the race. I think he could probably put uh, that'll put Free Thinker in a pocket, and I think Apollo Dreams could put Girl from Rosedale away before the corner and and just establish a bit of a winning break. So um, that's the way I see it, and I think he's been pretty good. Even though probably I thought he might have done a little bit more in the recent trial behind a, a newcomer to Queensland in Uncle Chan, but uh, we see Uncle Chan go around earlier in the night, but. I think um, it was only a trial. Apollo Dreams can go four for four.
2: OK, your best bet tomorrow night, Darren?
1: Yeah, race seven. Um, I'd like that Zukov Lees, back to a good gate, finds a winnable um, the second division of that sort of race that Dazzle me's in. Uh, first up was um, from gate seven, not really suited. Good beginner. I think he gets his opportunity. Race seven, number three, Zukov Lees.
2: OK,
0: and Ryan, your best bet for the weekend? Uh, Chris, race one at Menangle, I'm keen for a little two-bet play. Um, perfect stride gets back to, I think it's 95 grade. He's a high-class free-for-aller, and he did time his last half first up uh, two weeks ago in 52.5. I think he's clearly the hardest to beat in that race. Josh Gallagher takes the drive. And But I'm definitely keen. I think you have to save your stake on number two, Art Tudor. So that's race one, number 10, perfect stride, and save on number two, Art Tudor. Okay, and uh, Darren, just in wrapping up, uh,
2: the uh, the dashboard is going to be up on the RQ website?
1: Yeah, it's up there. I thought um, quite a, f- a few of the drivers um, got multiple chances tomorrow night, so... First uh, run back of the, the teal Team Teal for Saturday night. I thought Narissa McMullen might be able to get a few winners. She's got uh, Vindicate and a couple of others that will be well in the market. Bitcoin, she's got that Uncle Chan that I mentioned, uh, Mighty George. So And, yeah, just some other info there. Majestic Harry and Dazzle Me, I thought were both good winning hopes.
2: Awesome. Hey, guys, appreciate the time this morning. Enjoy Hunter Cup weekend, and we'll chat again next week. Thanks, everyone.